Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. All right, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Josh here, going to record a quick one here tonight. Didn't get one in on the normal time Friday. I was actually on with Toilet to Titles guys talking some Patriots, so maybe check out their YouTube channel and uh, watch that. Me and a couple of other guys who've uh, who've actually been on here, Dan, AWL, Sabermetrics um, from Undroppables and some other people um, from Toilet to Titles, of course. So check that out, but I wanted to do a short one. Actually, we've been meaning to do this for a couple weeks now. I got a little caught up with, uh, I think, Kyle Pitts talk that one show and um, Lamar Jackson versus Jalen Hurts on another episode and never actually got to this. So what what I wanted to talk about real quick was actually this is going to be just just letting you know now. This is going to be a little bit more of a philosophy of just how we play fantasy. How about how we analyze this, how we approach this, how I approach it at least. So you kind of get a feel for my process if uh, you haven't been around long and don't have a feel for it yet. But basically what I want to talk about is uh, how, actually it's kind of funny, I've been feeling like I'm the old man on Twitter. And even though it feels like just yesterday when I was new and I was trying to make new content and I was bumping up against all of these big names and these people I respect and, you know, and it's kind of intimidating and then, uh, you know, I have a take, especially when you disagree with them. And I'm sure there was many times where I was wrong and some, maybe a couple where I was right. But for the most part, looking back, it's interesting. I actually have a history I can look back on. I can examine how I, um, how I dealt with certain players and their profiles and their values and, and, and different rookie classes and different free agency classes. And I can actually compare and see, you know, how I treated one player in one situation and try to either recognize what needs to change or force myself to be consistent. Because, I mean, we say we want consistency, but sometimes, I mean, if you, sometimes if you're consistent, you can just be consistently bad, and that's not good either. Um, you actually need to be updating and improving your process too. So sometimes that requires not being consistent, but it also requires an intentional uh, change, a uh, purposeful uh, reasoning behind what you're doing and why in order to get the most out of that change. But I'm bumping heads with some people on Twitter these days that seem very confident in their takes. Um, And at the same time, it was kind of funny because on one of them, it was talking about, you know, James Robinson and Travis Etienne and these guys. And I'm saying, well, remember, Sony Michelle and Ronald Jones, you know, these these guys happened. Rashad Penny, these these were real players that people thought were going to be good. Um, Royce Freeman, you know, going back to last year, Keyshawn Vaughn's still pretty fresh in people's memories, but people thought they were going to happen and they did not. And we can be very certain right now, and then suddenly it doesn't happen, and then we're looking back on it, and we can suddenly see how it happened that it didn't happen. But for some reason right now, a lot of people are very confident in a lot of takes. 
And it was funny because I was about, I was legitimately about to ask, 100% sincere. I wasn't a gotcha at all. I just was curious how, what their process did, how it handled Sony Michelle and Ronald Jones. And, and I realized that their, their track record didn't go back that far. And so I felt old. Um, that's not as, that I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at them for being new. We've all been new. Like I said, I remember when I was new, I didn't have a track record. I couldn't go back and talk about how I handled, um, oh, what's his name? Bishop Sankey, right? Uh, spoiler alert, not well. <laughs> um, I got Sankeyed in a couple leagues. So, yeah, I, I, I don't have that track record. I can pull up old tweets, you know, going back that far. So I'm not going to hold it against the new guys now who are only here doing this a year or two. They can't go that far back with their, their takes and their history. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade. However, there's something to be said for experience and a perspective that it gives. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. Sometimes we get too set in our ways and we don't see new things and new information for what it is. And we're not as quick to it adapt. So sometimes the new guys have an advantage in that respect. But also they can be a little bit uh, quicker to fall into old traps that maybe hopefully some of us more experienced uh, people are seeing and thinking, I don't know, guys, I think I've seen this before. It could be a trap. Actually had, and this is going back again weeks now, um, our friend Peter Howard, uh, who I I'm probably will try and get on the show. I don't know if I can get him or not. Last couple times, two years he's been on, but it was around combine or post-combine time, pre-draft. And it was kind of a disservice, I think, to him. And, and I'd much rather get him in here for like projections or something. But anyway, he was doing his post-draft NFL ranking. So if you look up on his YouTube, the post-draft top 12 ranks or something like that, that's where you'll find this clip I'm about to share. So uh, we'll just we'll just roll the clip, and uh, I just thought it was said in a way that only Peter Howard could say, and I wanted to um, comment on it a little bit more. Um, longer I've done this, the harder it is to hot take, and uh, not because I don't still have hot ranks, but it's kind of unnatural if you're just doing it to do it. Um, and honestly, anyone who thinks they know this stuff so well that they can call someone else a for liking a player or not liking a player a certain place I've sensed a lack of accountability you have not owned yourself hard enough over the last few years um, to really get a sense of how little we know and how well we can't do at this and so there you go Peter saying uh, you have not owned yourself hard enough which is just a beautiful way of saying it if you think you can say someone else is a fool or unintelligent or has bad takes or is bad at this, imagine telling someone else a little bad at Dynasty um, who's been doing this longer than you for a take that is completely within the realm of possibility. Um, there, there's some absolutely things that I like to call out people on. I feel like the community does need more accountability and I think it needs to be process-driven, though. It needs to be constructive. It needs to be calling out inconsistencies, challenging, like I was talking about earlier, challenging either intentional improvement to your process 
or enforcing um, you to be consistent in your process, I think we could use more of that. And I don't know how to do that without people getting butthurt, to be blunt. Um, it's hard to do in a objective, calm, constructive way. That's the that's the biggest obstacle I see is it's usually being done in a way and in an attitude that is not very helpful. I, I do try to, to filter out the, the tone when I hear that to me and just just filter out the information, the actual take and the criticism that's being made. Um, I, I feel like I have pretty thick skin. Um, not everyone does. That's fine. Everyone has that right to to deal with it as much as they want to have to deal with. But I think people would be better for it if they could get a little little bit thicker skin, um, could be a little bit more level-headed, accept what people are saying, uh, not the way that they're saying it, okay? Uh, focus on the message, not the messenger. That's what I always try to do. So... Uh, I, I'm going to this year, quite possibly this summer, start doing that more often. And I just wanted to bring it up here and now why I'm doing it, the spirit in which I'm doing it, and you can hold me accountable to it if you think I'm going too far, I'm getting too negative. That's fine. I'm right here. It is exactly me telling you to do it, right? That would be consistent with the whole process I'm talking about. Um, but... There's a lot of times, and I've already been doing it when I'm talking about, you know, the Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Um, we've even got talk about, I mean, Seattle's volume should be a concern if Trey Lance is, you know, uh, another Cam Newton-type player. Cam Newton has very, you know, sub-500 passing attempts for most of his career. So, you know, there's a volume question in San Francisco, but we're excited about three of the receivers there. Um, how is that? possible are we just chanting shan no hand shan no hand is that are we is it finally you know stopped becoming a joke and now we've actually started believing it i don't, I don't know um so when you hear me taking these takes I, i'm i'm gonna be calling people out and it's gonna be by name i don't like doing that because i started this in one sense i started this podcast to be um positive to support and draw attention to new people, uh, to bring consumers to good creators, to connect the consumers with creators, to uh, summarize good information out there. And I think I need to continue doing that. So for every episode or every take I have that I'm going to be criticizing someone, I need to make sure that I have positives as well. Um, and, and to be fair, if we really think about it, if I'm telling someone that they need to be consistent in their takes, that must mean that I think their other take is good, right? I mean, think about it. If I'm telling someone that, look, you're saying this about the situation over here, a situation A, but over in situation B, you're not. I, I'm, e I'm either complimenting them or criticizing them about one or the other. I, it's not all bad. Because I'm either saying, well, you're right about B, so you need to change A, or I'm saying you're right about A and you need to change your take on B. I'm, I'm saying they're right about one of them. I'm just asking them to be, I'm trying to help them be right on both. Now, they could end up being wrong, incorrect, I should say, on both. 
but I'm trying to push them to be a, a consistent either way. Um, and I'm not going to push someone to be, uh, to, to, to apply a, a, a bad reasoning, a non sequitur argument or something like that consistently across the board. That would not make any sense at all. I'm not going to be pushing people to, um, be consistent with bad reasoning. No, I'm going to see someone making a good take on something, a rational, reasonable take. As much as I don't like it, there is a rational, reasonable take on Bateman being bad uh, because of low volume in Baltimore. There, That is a realm of possibilities take. I'm not knocking people for it, but I am going to then tell them they need to apply that consistently to other situations and worrying about the quarterback and how it's going to affect his receivers in those other situations. And hopefully that's going to help them be better. Or maybe maybe the truth somewhere in the middle. Maybe it's not going to be quite as bad for those other situations as they're saying it's going to be for Baltimore. And maybe that's because Baltimore is not going to be as bad as they're saying either. Either way, you get my point that um, when, some, when I offer criticism, I ask for consistency. It's not all bad. So, uh, yeah. All right. I feel like I'm repeating myself at this point. Um, I'm going to be again, focusing on consistency, there's going to be some situations where it's it's a little bit more of a logic reasoning thing. Um, maybe people are setting up straw men to, to, to knock down um, or they're changing, you know, definitions in the middle. Uh, a lot of these kind of logical fallacy things, they're, they're all over the place. It sounds silly when you say it like that, but when... Hopefully when I talk about it in a conversation, um, it'll make more sense than me just saying, Objection! That's a non sequitur. Um, what? Uh, no, that just means, look, your argument doesn't actually directly prove your conclusion. That's all it's saying. And there's a lot of, that's a very, very common one. You see all these tweet threads about um, all these stats about this player did this and this and this. And then their conclusion. And it's like, well, none of those things, you, you didn't connect any of those things to actually meaning your conclusions more likely. You just said a bunch of stats and then made a statement, made a claim. Um, that's what non sequitur is. There's a lot of that on fantasy Twitter, tell you that. Um, there's a decent amount of uh, equivocation when people change the definitions about what they're talking about in the middle of it, either to... Um, cover over bad reasoning in their own argument or to try and uh, make someone else look bad. I got caught in that in my own debate. I'm so mad at myself. Um, I let myself look like a fool saying Evan Engram led the team, but, uh, you know, well done by by David uh, Gattieri. He, um, he switched, and I don't know if he did on purpose, in his mind when he's talking about leading, he was talking about receptions. However, the current subject we were talking about was yards per team pass attempt and the game adjusted, which was kind of the whole point. Um, and I kind of got caught off off guard and he was saying, no, it wasn't. I'm, I was like, wait, what are we talking about? Yes, it was. I, I know I did the work. Uh, I did find that spreadsheet later um, and I could show it and I did show it to him later, but... Uh, the, the point is, is he made me look like a, a fool because he technically was using equivocation within the context of my argument. Um, again, it was not necessarily intentional, but 
that's what non sequitur. That's what uh, equivocation can do when you're using it against someone. You can make them look silly because if unless they can identify it, and I didn't, unless they can identify that that's that's what you're doing and call you on it, then you look silly. Um, and unless the listener is really clued in and paying attention, and they can catch it and they can, you know, give you credit for it. Otherwise, it appears that one person got the other one. Um, and then what's the other one I mentioned? Well, the straw man, that's just, you know, when you, you're making a really weak, um, opponent to tear down, uh, I try to use the principle of charity, which is, is you give whatever opposing side you're arguing against, you try to give them the strongest argument you possibly can. Um, you try to, to find the most favorable examples for their case. So if you can beat that then you know that you've really beaten them. You haven't just beaten the weakest version of their argument. And who wants to, you know, beat the, hey, hey, what, what is that? It's Cobra Kai guys, right? Do you want to beat the, the weak lion, the sick lion, or do you want to, to beat the, the powerful, healthy lion? Which one is, is more impressive, right? So, um, all right, enough on that. It, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go to bed or something here. Uh, it's, it's late. I haven't been feeling well. Sorry if I'm nasally allergies. It's crazy. It's like it's snowing outside, but it's yellow snow and it's actually pollen. Um, be on the lookout for those. That'll be fun. Uh, typically I do try to turn those instances into fake football fights where if I have a disagreement with someone, I don't want to just call them out. Um, I want to actually have give them a chance to, to, to argue back. Maybe they have a reason for what they're saying that I didn't see. So that's why constructive criticism is constructive because it gives everyone an opportunity to improve or to prove what they were saying in the first place. Uh, all right. So that'll be fun, right? I'm sure it'll cause some drama. I just, it, there's been too much of it. And, um, I don't know this podcast, it's, it's not always been exactly what I had planned for it to be, but nothing ever is. And I'm always still trying to find uh, kind of the, a, a good place for it. I'm not, I'm not super concerned with making it um, really big and popular and having hundreds and thousands of listeners or something. Uh, but I, I would like to see some more growth that would tell me that people are actually interested in what we're talking about that that's a good thing that's a good thing right um so that's that's something that maybe we'll dig into here if if i think everyone has recognized that the the community at least on twitter needs a little bit more accountability and i'm think i'm a pretty level-headed guy i'm, I'm pretty good at um even talking down uh, somewhat aggressive uh twitter exchanges I, I typically can kind of talk it down and oftentimes by the end of it, we're, we're following each other. Right. Um, and it's just because it, someone needs to be willing to, to step back and talk respectfully and, and just prevent present my position without attacking theirs. And um, the biggest thing is, like I said, not continue to take offense to things that they're saying, even if they are offensive um, and that gives the other person an opportunity to drop that and just speak reasonably as well. Um, but someone has to put down the guns first. So I typically feel like I'm, I'm able to do that. Um, 
And so hopefully that turns a lot of these situations using that same kind of ability and skill. Hopefully we can turn most of these things into positives, even if, if they start out as, as criticisms. And so I'm excited about that. I'm going to be doing it more often. If you see interesting things, takes that you think there's an issue with and you want to call it out, um, go ahead and maybe DM or email me. Of course, it's at FusionFFB on Twitter and email is FusionFFP at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find all that information at FusionFFB.com. Um, we're working on ranks, uh, collaborating with Toyota's Titles again on that projections are going to be kicking in gear here and what else um yeah that's about it we got startup season if you're still listening at this point then you have to you have got to be in one of my fusion flex leagues so fusion flex we started it last year it's um a little bit of a, a it's a new format because i haven't seen anything like it okay Basically, what I've done is, um, and John Hogue, I'm gonna, I know I've talked about getting back on here, Superflex dude. Um, he actually, he gave me the final key to unlock this thing to really make it work, which was when he pointed out that if if you have even one required quarterback slot, then most teams are gonna have to have two, and there's only 32 starters to begin with, and now you're forced into um, either. Even in one quarterback, you're still forced into owning quarterbacks, and there's not much fluctuation that can happen in roster construction anymore when it comes to quarterback, right? Some teams are going to have three, maybe even four pushing it, but most teams are going to have at least two, right? There's not way any way to get around that as long as you have one required, even in a super flex, where one is usually required and the other is a super flex. So my solution was to not have any required quarterbacks, but have more super flex spots. Um, plus, we're using a little bit of an adapted Scott Fishbowl 10. Also, uh, very similar then, because I think Scott Fishbowl 11 is the same basic scoring as far as positions, the added kicker stuff, but... Uh, it's the same basic scoring, so it's very relevant still. So we got Fusion Flex. Um, it's very similar to Scott Fishbowl in that completions give you, uh, instead of half point, it's 0.4, and incompletions are negative 0.8. Uh, I think Scott Fishbowl is negative 1. Um, so I, I dialed that back just a hair, but uh, gave a few other negatives, and I boosted the receiver's um, with like a quarter or a half point PPR more than running back, something like that. So it, it bounced out a little bit better, I feel. We did one league last year. John Byrne, congratulations, uh, won that. He will forever live in glory as the first Fusion Flex League winner. Um, when this is the next big thing, you know, he'll be able to say, hey, I won the first one. You know, that'll be pretty cool, right? Uh, but we're going to be doing it as charity leagues, going to expand it, hopefully more than just the one league. I don't know if it's going to be different leagues or a whole like tournament division thing. Uh, have to see how much response I get. So if you are interested in this, be sure to follow me on Twitter. Uh, email me if you're not on Twitter. I don't care. You got to get hooked into this. Um, it's just a, a redraft setting. I'm not trying it with Dynasty yet. I honestly don't know if it would be great for Dynasty, but 
like I said, you, you don't have to start any quarterbacks, but you can start up to, I think it's four. We have four fuse, uh, super flex spots, four super flex spots, two running back, two, I think, wide receiver, um, one tight end, and then a, a, a receiver flex. So it's tight end or um, wide receiver. Um, so it's not two tight ends, but you can start two tight ends. Uh, and of course, you can start a tight end in the super flex slot as well. So, all right, that's that. That's the pitch. Um, keep an eye out, ear out, eye out. I always not sure what to say. Um, for that, we're coming up on 25 minutes on this. Hope that you are ready. This is kind of a reset episode as we're going into we're going into dynasty, you know, startup season. And then we got to start getting all the projections and all that stuff. So kind of taking a breath here, resetting my focus, letting you know where we're going to be going. Still planning on doing, you know, next week tonight in season, you know, until that just fails completely or uh, it really gets attention somewhere. I'm going to keep doing it because I I think it's awesome. Um, my, my, I would love if some bigger platform would just pick it up as its own show. I could just kind of keep doing Fusion FFB as something different, but uh, we'll see. Hey, if there's somebody out there listening, you want next week tonight on your platform, let me know. Syndicate, let's go. I'll, I'll syndicate it, right? All right, guys, that's it. See you. <laughs>